All right, I'm going to tell you that once a month, this is possibly the podcast I most look forward to doing. It's a it's a really fun chat. I, I love both of these blokes. Dave McNeil is, as you probably know, a two-time Olympian, an absolute gun of an athlete. He's run sub-28 minutes for 10K. He's been at two Olympics. Um, he's just an all-around superstar of a runner and a superstar of a bloke. We catch up today with him and his sports psychologist, Bert Gershitter, who is uh, based in northern Arizona, and he's, he's just a superstar. We call ourselves the three brothers. Brothers, Hey, brothers, we're straight out of the UK, three brothers. Um, despite the fact that Bert's 74, Dave's uh, 33, and I'm 33, there's a slight age gap. We get on like a house on fire and absolutely love just catching up, talking all things running. If you do uh, get a lot out of what Bert has to say, make sure you join his newsletter. He's got a weekly newsletter, which I look forward to seeing in my inbox each week, where he shares an uplifting thought, story, metaphor, parable, you know, a little takeaway that you can uh, just think on for the rest of the day. If you want to join that email list, which I encourage you to do, can you jump over to my Instagram, Relaxed Running? And just let me know that you want to be on that list. I'll send your email across to Bert. He'll add you to it. And I'll tell you, your email inbox will get that tiny little bit sexier. Uh, Trust me, you're in for a treat. Take my word for it. Guys, this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor at Precision Hydration. If you haven't heard of these guys yet, let me tell you a bit about it. A couple of episodes ago, I caught up with the main man from Precision Hydration, Andy Blow on the podcast, and I wanted to pick his brain about just effective ways to to really effectively target how to hydrate. It's obviously one of the biggest conversations around sport. If you want to run well, one of the most important things is trying to navigate your hydration. But uh, simply drinking water isn't always the answer. You know, there's so many other things that you have to think of around that. And that podcast was so insightful that I said to him, I go, mate. I want to team up with you in some capacity. So he's done us all a massive favor and and, and created a coupon code for us relaxed running listeners. So if you go to precisionhydration.com and uh, want to purchase any products there, type in RELAXED15. That's all in capitals, RELAXED15 at the checkout. You're going to get 15% off the products. One thing I love about precision hydration is it's not just some generic random bullcrap advice that they say, hey, drink more water or drink a little bit more of this particular drink and you'll feel so much better. It's very personalized. They've got an online sweat test, which I've included in the show notes, which I encourage you to all go and take part in now. It's free. It'll tell you some information based on your particular sweat type, based on how heavily you sweat, based on how much you sweat and the distances that you run, what the best product for your hydration strategy is should be. So make sure you jump on over there. As I said, all these notes are in the show notes. So go on over, take the sweat test. And as I said, on checkout, enter the coupon code RELAXED1515, all in capitals to get your 15% off. Also, they're more than happy to do a free video call with you. It's a one-to-one video call with a sweat expert. um, And you can get in touch by emailing hello at precisionhydration.com. But as I said, I'm talking too much. Just go to the show notes. Everything that I've just mentioned is in there. Thank you, Precision Hydration, for being on board. Guys, I hope you enjoy the first half of this podcast, uh, podcast, this conversation with myself, Dave, and Bert. If you would like to access the full thing, it is now available to all Relax Running members. So if you want to jump on board there, you can do so at relaxrunning.com slash join. If you just want the podcast, five bucks a month. It's US dollars because it's just easier on the membership platform that I use. If you want the whole membership, videos, training programs, Facebook forum, 
podcast, 10 bucks a month. Easy as that. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking because what's about to come is a way better conversation. Enjoy this chat with myself, Dave, and Bert Gershitter. so glad it's uh, 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning for me and you, Dave. Bert's uh, Friday afternoon about to finish up his week, and it's so nice to actually remember to be here this week because two weeks ago I got a phone call from you, Dave, which I was really upset to take because you're like, hey, me and Bert are on Skype waiting for you. What are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, not today. I was so disappointed. So um, anyway, we rescheduled for two weeks later. I got a reminder text yesterday morning from Dave just to say, all right, we all on good. We all on board. And uh, and thank God here we are. So it's it's good to see you, fellas. Dave, I'll, we'll kickstart it with you. What's been what's been going on, man? It's uh, it's really nice to see your face again. Yeah. Um, what's new? Um, I I'm kind of getting gearing up to start um, actually two new jobs. Um, and, uh, it's I've I've kind of been one of the uh, the COVID casualties of the employment front and. Um, and when it rains, it pours. And uh, I've, I'm starting starting a job at two clinics. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go from being um, uh, lots of idle time to being very very busy, which um, which is good. But uh, yeah, I've just been doing some paperwork and um, popping into popping into the new workplace and getting things set up. So awesome. Where are Betsy uh, working? Yeah. Um, so my main job's at, uh, or a back in motion clinic, um, which Bert might not be familiar with, but they're, um, they're kind of a health group. So there's quite a few of them across, across mostly Victoria, but across the country as well. Um, so I'm at one in Blackburn, um, and then I'm doing a locum role at, a, at another back in motion in, in Baldwin, um, just through till Christmas. So yeah, working six Six uh, six nights a week. Oh wow! Which so is you great. got a night shift. <laughs> Bert's just grabbed yeah. his head. I agree, Bert. I agree. <laughs> Good for training. I can train in the morning and uh, and work in the afternoon and evening. So. Yeah, perfect. No, awesome. I think I told you last time, Dave. But I'm friends with Jason Smith, the bloke who kickstarted Back in Motion. Yeah. So now that you're working there, I'm officially going to message him and say, "Hey, make sure." I'm not sure that I have any authority over the decisions that he makes. I'm making myself sound like a big swinger here, but I was going to say, make sure you look after him, but he wouldn't listen to me anyway. I used to, back in 2012, I used to teach his kids PE at Waverley Christian College. And uh, anyway, he's got such a passion for for sport that he said to me, he goes, mate, anyone who ever teaches my kid how to kick a soccer ball, I'm going to look after it in any way I can. And he's been true to that word ever since. <laughs> he's actually, Bert, a lot, like, a lot like you in a way. I messaged him a couple of years ago when I was going through a little flat patch. And um, like I'd never, never caught up with him properly. But I just got back from London and <clears throat> had, a, had a couple of losses in the family. And it was just sort of trying to navigate my way through that. And I, I thought, oh, who should I contact? And I messaged Jace. I go, mate, are you up for a chat? And uh, he took me out to, we were at, at Waverley Park, which is where one of the big Hawthorne, uh, one of the big football clubs here, Hawthorne, play Bert uh-huh. in the AFL. There's a little cafe there, and we sat down for a couple of hours, and I just picked his brain. And he's just a, like you, Bert and Dave. He's a he's a big bundle of wisdom. So he's one of those blokes you can just sit down and pick his brain. And Dave, if you get a chance, man, 
Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to get in touch with him, but I reckon you'll really like this. You'll really like the bloke. Well, uh, mate, I'd never say no to an introduction, and um, I, I I haven't met him. Um, I think he I think he knows. I think he may know of me just through Simon, my my boss, um, and uh, just just dealings with him. But I did do. Um, did some just general staff training during the week and um, and uh, just some on- online stuff and he's a um, yeah he's a, he's a great communicator he's um, he's very um, very engaging um, and yeah he's 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 put together a pretty um, pretty cool thing with back in motion yeah it's funny you say he's a great communicator because I actually met him through our the church that I used to go to here in Melbourne and he's a he's like a pretty respected preacher as well so he's like a man of many talents he'll he'll go to work during the week and absolutely dominate the business world and then all of a sudden you see him up speaking at church you're like hang on a second who is this bloke like I, I didn't imagine seeing him here but there we go he's got that he's got that energy where uh yeah you just um you, you're drawn into whatever he has to say um so he's uh yeah yeah i'd be um be, be cool to meet him. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. And Bert, I uh, I know I asked you offline, but but fill everyone in since uh since we've last caught up. What's been? Well, it's been about a month, I reckon, since I've seen you, man. I forgot how good looking you were. I I think. So. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, I mean, the first thing that I said because I I I really do. I I get a buzz just being with you guys. And I and I said the first thing I said. I just want everybody to know this because this is what's going down. Did I? I'm that I'm the luckiest guy in North America right now. I get this. I get to finish up my week with you guys. I mean, it's just I want everybody to feel that buzz, you know, that I get to feel, because I I'm just a blessed guy. So I'm gonna have what's going on. <laughs> so I've lived in Flagstaff, Arizona, one of the prettiest towns in 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 uh, in North America. It's seven thousand feet. It's one of the running capitals of the world. And just three weeks ago, I decided, no, we decided, our daughter called us and said there's an adjacent property to her home in Bend, Oregon, another beautiful town. So literally in, in 15 minutes, we put a put an offer on a house and we're going to move to Bend, Oregon after 50 years in Flagstaff. So I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Wow. No, I'm going. I know I'm going, but I don't know. Like right now, every day, what's going on with me? I just, my, whole, my whole world is upside down. That is huge. That's a massive move. Sorry, what was the name of the, the town or the city that you're moving to? Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Okay, because I've got, I don't know if I told you before, but I've got a, my brother-in-law, Jesse's brother, married a girl who lives in Medford, Oregon. I'm not sure if it's anywhere near that. That's a little bit more country. It's about seven hours out of Portland. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, Medford, yeah. What's that? Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Medford's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, right. awesome. Oh, sorry, Jesse just came out and told me something about Bend. I'm not sure what... Babe, what was it? Oh, okay. So Sam and Crystal, which is our family, they said they absolutely love going to Bend. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of the highlights. Of the, it's, it's just a special place, no question. So I, it, I'm just, after 50 years, you know, i, I got to get my old man in gear and, uh, and, uh, and realize, and it really hit today. The most important part about this thing is it's an adventure. So it's 74 years old. I got to forget about all. I mean, there are other parts to it, but it's an amazing adventure for us. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So, are, are you still are you going to have anything to do with the athletic scene and, and the running world up there, Bert, or are you thinking maybe just hit refresh and, and restart? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I just saw uh, the swimming and diving coach who I work with and uh, over the years, and he said, "We'll fly you down." So, <laughs> so I, I think the I think the beat will go on. You know, I mean, the word's not out, so I don't know all the details, but I'll, as you know. Um, I've been practicing, work, working with people for the first se- last seven months on Zoom, because that's what the world is doing. So they don't care if you're in Medford or you're in Sydney. They, I mean, it doesn't make any difference where you are. Okay. So it's it's kind of exciting to be, for this to be happening at this moment in time, to be in the world people are used to doing this thing. It's not even like it's a it's a big deal. So yeah. I'm I'm just settling into this amazing reality. Instead of all the fear and the craziness and what am I going to do, blah blah blah. So yeah, no, we're we're uh, we're in gear and and to uh, start the weekend with you guys, woo, yeah. I'm in heaven. Yeah, awesome man, awesome, Dave. I um before we before we get into it, I, I got your message a couple of weeks ago, and I love the the direction we're going to take it today. But I wanted to pick your brain on last time we caught you. You said you just decided to to pull up stumps for the season and put your feet up a little bit and obviously it'd been a, a little bit of a strange time as we are all well aware now um where, yeah. where are you at with your running what's that are you back training how you feeling how you traveling yeah back into pretty normal training now um yeah it's it's funny it, it doesn't take uh it doesn't take long for you to to lose a little bit of that condition so i'm not as um not not feeling quite as sharp when i've been going getting on the track the last couple of weeks but uh yeah, back into my my usual schedule. My um my break probably didn't quite go as I had planned it to go, and I had planned it to go something like have a couple of weeks um where you click the mental refresh button, um keep jogging around, um just just enjoy enjoy doing some other things, this and that, and. I admittedly, when I when I started the break, um, I my ankle had been um, my ankle's always you know it's always my weak link and um, but it had been it had been niggling me a bit for a couple of weeks so I just thought well I'm having a break I might as well have a few days off um, just to let it settle down um, so I did that uh, but then probably halfway through my break I went went to go jog again and it just my ankle felt even worse. Um, so I started to get worried. So, so my initial plan for my break to be, you know, a nice mental reset and, uh, and, um, kind of ease the pressure off. Uh, it, it turned into a, a, an anxious, um, an anxious couple of weeks, uh, wondering, Oh crap, what have I, what have I done here? Um, and it, I, I, I was so, I was so anxious that, I, um, because I've got a, a long history of bone stress injury and it, and the way it was feeling, I was like, Oh, might've done another stressy here. Um, and just, just unfortunate timing that I'd, I'd, uh, I'd taken a conscious, made a conscious decision to take a break just as, uh, something had broken. Um, so I ended up getting a scan and, and, uh, and the scan was clear. Um, all I had was some inflammation, around one of my tendons, which, um, you know, in the scheme of things is a pretty good outcome. And it was quite, it's interesting. And I, I guess this is a, 
um, this is a good um, illustration of of the kind of the mind body connection. But during that uh, second week of my break, where I was where I was anxious about, oh, have I have I have I done a serious injury here, and I'm, am I going to have to have more time off? Um, when I went out to test test it out and go for a jog, it it hurt, it hurt real bad. I was like, oh, this is not good. This feels really bad. And then I went in and had the scan and I got the result and it was all clear. And I knew at that point that, um, you know, it might be sore, but running on it wouldn't do it any, any particular harm um, as long as I was smart and responsible about, about reloading it. The next run I went out on it, it felt, it felt nowhere near as bad. So I think it's a, sometimes that that interaction um, with that anxiety and and worry um, can certainly amplify um, a sense of pain and um, sense of damage and and it's you know we we talk about this a lot in um, physio circles and and particularly um, research in the last decade into pain science and um, it's it's a well known um, well well uh, uh, accepted um, component of, of pain science nowadays is, is that biopsychosocial um, overlay. And uh, this was a good example of it. But anyway, long story short, I had my two weeks off. Um, I took more days of off completely no running that I would have liked, which made um, uh, building back up a little bit slower than, than I would have liked. But I'm now back to normal training um, foot feels great again. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> draining away for nothing. <laughs> nah, that's, uh, no, that's amazing. No, I'm glad it was nothing no, serious. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. great. And, um, yeah. Awesome. I Man. think like my, most people, we're just waiting. Um, tomorrow we'll, we'll get, but we'll have a, um, we, we'll have a big announcement from our state government about what the, uh, the next plans are in our, um, our COVID, uh, COVID response um, to our uh, kind of mid-year outbreak, which is um, showing signs of being well under control now. We only had one new case yesterday um, and two new cases the day before. So we're, we're, uh, we're in a pretty good position. And um, I think most people are, well, I'm certainly hoping that they lift the um, geographical um, limitations in our movements we're limited to a 5k radius, which um, is not much fun for a, for a runner who likes uh, uh, going out and exploring and getting on trails all around the place. So, but we'll, we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. I was laughing yesterday because I've got mates up in New South Wales who, so Bert, New South Wales the last couple of days have had more cases of, of coronavirus or positive cases than us. And um, they're pretty much going about life as usual. And yesterday I got a mate uh, up in New South Wales going, mate, how's, how's extreme lockdown going? I hope you're enjoying the fact you're just in your lounge room. He goes, mate, we had more cases than you. I'm out at cafes. I'm going for runs. I'm going for... I go, mate, if our, if our premier doesn't change something, I just can't handle the banter. That's why I've got my fingers so tightly crossed that <laughs> things go back to normal. Dave, I wanted to pick your brain on something you said, though, because, um, Bert, I reckon this is going to be something you know more about than, than um, or especially me. Um, but uh, uh, that whole pain factor that you were speaking about, David, this is really interesting to me that, um, you know, once you started to have a bit more of a look at it and, and you realized there was nothing super serious there, that that pain started to 
um, to diminish, whether that was just coincidence or whether there was something connected between, you know, what's going on inside and what's going outside. But a couple of years ago, I went across to New Zealand because um, I had a friend who had suffered chronic fatigue for, for two years and pretty much it was a horrible case of it. She was bedridden. Kate, her name is. And uh, it was it was like a really worrying time for her family. And I'm good friends with her sister who was always upset about, you know, the latest downfall in how Kate was going. Anyway, she had done a thousand different things. She had been to Chinese doctors and she had tried, um, you know, she had been to the, your standard um, sort of practices and your psychologists. And it was like, oh, there's nothing really happening here. Anyway, um, she told me about this guy called Phil. I've ha- I actually had him on my old podcast and I've completely blanked on his name. Um, I'll look up that later. Anyway, his name is Phil and he started this process called the lightning process. And essentially what it is, is um, like what we've spoken about here before, it's it's taking practical steps to reprogram the way you perceive um, y- y- your situation. Anyway, she was a little skeptical at the start, but she started speaking to some people who had been to this program and apparently it's got quite a good uh, success rate with, with chronic fatigue in particular. Anyway, she went... Uh, did her research, went to one of his events, and uh, after, it's hard to believe, but after two years of pretty much being bedridden, she went home that night and ran 10Ks. And since that moment, she's she's never suffered again. She's she's never suffered from it again. And she, she's definitely not the only one. She said, honestly, she was at her wit's end with, with what it was um, that was actually going to cure this process. But the reason that sparked up in my mind was because there was a lot of people at this clinic uh, sorry at this uh, event I guess you'd call it workshop doing the lightning process who were who were suffering pretty severely from from pain and um, just weird tingles and and just weird things where it's like okay we can't physically diagnose you and we're also having trouble mentally diagnosing whether there was anything going on and, and I always find that interplay between mind and body so fascinating and especially for a running podcast I mean there's not there's not too many better places where you can talk about that that interplay between um, you know the mind and the body than on a show like this because there always seems to be a pretty strong relationship between the best runners and having that capacity to be able to you know navigate that that difficult terrain between the two and, and Bert I can imagine in your work it's something that you're constantly dealing with and I know just even Dave and myself just in our chats we, we sort of bring it up to you quite regularly but um, I guess do you have any thoughts on on that that I was just speaking about and is it something that you've had to navigate with a lot of the athletes you're working with? Well, I mean, just pain is is fascinating, you know, because like you said, it's there's a physical. Clearly, there's a physical component, but then it turns into uh, lots of other things, you know, and that's fear, you know, of, of what's going to happen, and uh, it it can actually move into if it goes on for long enough, it, it can go into depression. So it's fascinating, and just what something physical can do and then you get on edge and then you can be you know your mood has changed i mean it's, so here we have you know this thing that's bothering us and then all of a sudden our whole being shifts because of this physical thing that's going on so it's, it is fascinating oh and and then of course when that happens the physical part it's hard to heal it because it's basically being surrounded by all this tension and anxiety and tightness, you know, so that's what's going on. So, and so basically the mind comes in and the mind comes in and says whatever it says, but given any opportunity, our minds, and you can even see it, whether it's in the political world or the COVID world. And like you said earlier, 
you know, Tyson, that you're just getting tired of the dialogue. You know, we get hooked on negativity. As, 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 a, as a species, we just do. You know, we just, we sort of go there. We, we sort of take it in. We believe that that's reality. So one of the first things, you know, that I work with everybody who comes into my office, and it's interesting, I, I have a book here that everybody should read. It's called Breath by James Nestor. Oh, my God. Bert, I was, look at this. Look what he's written on my page right here. It says breathing. And do you know why it says breathing? Because guess who's coming on the podcast next week, Bert? Who? James Nestor. Oh, my God. Now, come on. Are, are we... <laughs> Are we synchronized these three brothers or what? That's ridiculous. I mean, come on, this is all across the globe. And this is crazy. I heard I heard talk about this is great for everybody to hear this. Talk about whatever you want to call it, synchronicity or divine intervention or whatever it is. So I heard this guy on NPR and on the radio station here, and he was just fantastic. And then I heard he he uh uh, I forget the next play. So, so then David hooked me up with his friend, Kim White, right? Uh, a former runner. He actually ran a four-minute adjusted mile at 7,000 feet. You know, amazing guy. He and I become great friends, you know, over Zoom across the globe. He sends me this book, right? And here we are in this circle. And... We're talking about breath. This book is what people need to read because basically what it says, so let me go, go back to this thing. When we get afraid, our breathing changes. And we breathe, you know, in, in a tight breath and, and we contract. And then the lower brain kicks in and then we get into fear and then we get into these patterns that we don't even know we're into because they're just so automatic. And literally... literally in a few breaths and that's probably why this woman that you talked about in such a short short time got this quick shift there are and i would call them they're just they're like miraculous you get to shift from this one place this lower place of pain to this literally this place that's different than that by breathing in the belly and there's some specifics to that they begin to slow it down Literally in the past three days, I've had new clients. We start this process. And in three seconds, all of a sudden, somebody used, and, and one of the first things they say, I've been breathing wrong my whole life. It's phenomenal what this process of breathing in the, through the nose, very important, into the belly, and being conscious of that, begins to shift the lower brain and the fear, which has us all tied up, to a place that's, I, I, I don't know that I can describe it, but it's its a higher place. It's a more peaceful place. It's, it's not filled with a bunch of, for lack of a better word, crap, you know? And people just say, well, things feel different. So it's sort of crazy, but this book and the, the whole idea of bringing conscious nasal belly breath into every moment shifts. And one of the things I've said in the past, which is, Phenomenal, and then I'll let you know you guys runners talk. Is that when you look in in the uh, dictionary under the word spirit, 
the first word that comes up is breath. I think it's fascinating that somehow in spirit, and when I ask people to define that, they say, well, that's your essence. That's who you are. That's not your pain. That's your essence, you know? That somehow the pain goes to where it belongs and your essence comes, shines forth. So that's so cool that you've got uh, James Nestor coming in. Dude, that, that actually blew my mind that you just held that book up to the page because I, I, I was sitting down here this morning and I was like, okay, is there anything that I really want to bring up to you? And immediately I was like, okay, I want to talk about James Nestor and breath. Um, because, Bert, the, I've been interested, it was Wim Hof a couple of years ago, I heard him on, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan or one of those big podcasts, but I heard of Wim Hof and I was like, ah, oh, this is a subject that I'm interested in, but but know absolutely nothing about. And as an athlete, I was always fascinated with breathing because I suffered from exercise-induced asthma and I had uh, two sinus surgeries because of nasal polyps. I had a lot of allergies um, and I was continually just put on medication and, and, and stuff. And uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but Jesse's grand said to me, get off dairy for a, a week, uh, sorry, a month. And just see how you go. Anyway, I had a lot of dairy, so I cut it out for a month, and my symptoms disappeared. My my allergies have disappeared. My exercise-induced asthma disappeared. Um, my sinus problems disappeared. And then I I actually listened to James Nestor. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't know how long ago, but but fairly recently. And I was driving home from. Um, it was actually the day I spoke to you, Dave. I had permission to yeah, go down to Geelong, and on that drive, I was like, oh, I wonder you know, wonder if Joe's had anyone that I'm interested in. So I heard this bloke about breath, and I thought, oh, I'll check it out. And then he started speaking about people with exercise-induced asthma and with allergies and, and how a lot of the problems are, are not, in fact, that um, they, they have allergies as such, but um, there might be something that they're consuming or there might be a, a inefficiency in their breathing. And that caught my attention because, uh, obviously, with the interest that I have in Wim, Wim Hof and the breathing strategies that he teaches – and then also, Bert, you'd know this, like James just seemed like, he seemed like the most relaxed, genuine, like I just really like the vibe he gave off. So I was listening to that and I was hearing him speak about the, the benefits that a lot of athletes can have through, through nose breathing. And I thought, oh, this is a fairly controversial statement based on the fact that, you know, what about someone with narrow uh, uh, passageway through their nose? And what about people who have blocked sinuses? And he goes into all that in a, in a lot more depth and obviously I'll cover that with him next week. But um, he essentially speaks about our breathing through our nose as, as a perfect way to, f to filter the air. He said a lot of us have just lost touch with the, the ability to filter the air and warm the air and um, just the capacity to breathe through our nose because whether it's because we're all obese or because we're all in a hurry or whether we just haven't been trained, but naturally we, we just breathe quite quickly and quite shallow. And he says that, um, I think you just touched on it, Bert, that a, a lot of the uh, issues to do with anxiety and depression, uh, uh, okay, sure, maybe lifestyle, but also just this that mind-body relationship, like the, if the breath that you're taking in is going to have an impact on the way that you're feeling, then we better get our breath under control. So I thought, ah, oh, I'd be so interested to really to pick his brain about the benefits that this has specifically on, on distance runners because it was so relevant to me when I was running. I wish I had a heard. And I thought, I just got the vibe from him on that video. I thought, this guy seems like a really genuine guy. And despite how many people he's reaching, I thought, I, I bet you he would come on. So long story short, I just I went to his website, found his contact details. It was his personal contact detail, which I couldn't believe. I just sent him an email. And he goes, um, he goes, mate, would be honored. Here's my Australian contacts. We'll line up a time with you. And I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. So if there's any questions that you have, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm doing my research on this podcast more than I have on any others, just because I feel way out of my depth talking to him. But man, that's, uh, yeah, blew my mind when you held up that book, Bert. I mean, I mean, uh, 
a few weeks ago, we were trying to decide what to call ourselves. You know, okay, so here we are, these three guys. What are we going to call ourselves? And I, I forget we played around with. But here we are. It, we're the three brothers. So that we are three brothers, man. We are connected in ways across the globe that we can't even imagine. And here I, the, the most exciting thing going on in my life. And then, you know, you bring this up, bring this up. And I just am excited that everybody listening to this thing, everybody just, you know, take a deep breath in through your nose and into your belly and do it a few times and just feel, even with a few breaths, things soften. There's some magic that goes on. That that we all have we all have this power, this access to every given moment. So it's just thrilling that uh, here we are sitting, and you're about to you know, interview a we. The great example of that the the uh, the mental and physical or psychological and physical or, or spiritual and physical, they are all connected. We don't necessarily understand exactly how they're connected, uh, but we have, we have evidence that they are connected in some way and that we can have an impact on, on each of them in, in a less obvious way. So we can have, we can have an impact on our, uh, on our feelings of anxiety or panic by investing in a physical approach, which is to address our breath. And it's, and it's very much the, it's, it's a similar philosophy when, when it comes to pain. Um, you know, there's pain is a, um, is a human body's fantastic mechanism for, um, uh, responding to danger and and protecting us from danger, um, but sometimes the, the the wiring can um, can uh, get out of whack. And I I like to think of it a little bit like a if you think about plugging your your iPhone or your your iPod into your car stereo, and so on your iPhone or your iPod there's a volume control. But then you plug it into your car stereo. There's also a volume control on the car stereo, and then and then in some cases, if you've got a really old car like me and you're using one of those FM transmitters, you've got a volume control on your iPod, you've got a volume control on the FM transmitter, and then you've got a volume control on the car. And so, changing the volume in any of these three points uh, can have an impact on the message that's coming from the source point, which is, you know, the iPod or, or in some cases, some, some tissue damage. Um, and, uh, if we don't, if we don't address all of those points, so whether it's the, the local point where there's tissue damage or, uh, in the spinal cord where they're, where the wires are basically coming in from the, from the, from the source and then, um, being relayed up through the spinal cord and then they get relayed up to the brain and then they go through circuitry in the brain and then they come back down and then they tell the tissue to like, you know, if it's a pinprick or something, you jump away. Um, but all of those things, you know, there, there is those volume controls are not necessarily um, physical manifestations. They can be our perceptions, our, our, our beliefs about what pain is our beliefs about 
what's dangerous and 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 what's not you know a lot of the time with chronic pain um there's a there's a belief and it uh, that movement is dangerous movement causes pain and and then we stop moving and and then all of a sudden everything becomes a lot more sensitized and and things that ordinarily wouldn't be painful things that have well gone past the initial um, acute tissue damage stage, they're still painful because these volume controls have been have been altered up the line. And and whether it is whether we're talking about pain or whether we're talking well whether we're talking about physical pain or emotional pain, um, those those volume controls have physical and 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 mental componentry and and we might not understand the link between them, but we can alter them with physical or mental means i guess yeah it's a really interesting point dave and actually it brings up something that i've sort of been navigating the last couple of years so i um in my is your lumbar spine is that the top of your back or is that your lower the the bottom what's the top of your back back called guys that is the end of the public version of the podcast if you want to access the second half this conversation it's available now along with another 21 bonus episodes which aren't available to the public through joining at relaxrunning.com slash join that'll give you access to the likes of conversations with ryan gregson and jess trengove brett robinson craig engels andrew weeding and a whole lot more uh five bucks a month just to hear the full bonus podcasts and 10 bucks a month if you want to access the full-blown version of the membership, which is uh, podcast episodes, training videos with uh, experts' advice. There's also a Facebook group. Um, what else have we got there? We've got a whole heap of stuff. So jump on over. Enjoy. Relaxrunning.com slash join.